connecting with people and changing people is the fastest way to build an online business that makes a bunch of money. It's the fastest way to be an influencer. It's the fastest way to grow. Yo, yo, yo. What up? Welcome to the Mindful and Bootless Podcast, where you will learn the mindset, the strategies, and the tactics in order to develop a full-stack life. Hey everybody, my name is Sagi, I'm an entrepreneur and the host of this show, and my guest today is an entrepreneur, blogger, and podcaster that is all about helping others create successful and profitable blogs. He's the founder of the blog and podcast called Do You Even Blog, and also a founder of an educational platform for uh, bloggers called BloggerU. So he quit his day job in 2016, which is, by the way, the same year I left my day job. He left a $70,000 a year salary behind as an employee in order to launch his blog and podcast. Since then, he's been growing his empire, interviewing some of the world's most successful bloggers and online business owners on his podcast, while launching an online educational platform, which I told you about before, uh, called BloggerU. So, and that's, of course, while blogging all about it. So in this interview, we talk about how to grow a blog the right way. We got into some tips on how to build your online presence, whether as a side hustle or like if you're a freelancer or something like that and you want to build your online brand. And then also we talked about monetizing, the monetizing part. We also talk about some tools of the trade as we are both geeks and love to discuss technology. And at the end, we got into some uh, pro tips as well. So if you're into launching your own blog and online presence, or if you already have a blog and looking to monetize it, this will be a value pack session for you. Ladies and gents, allow me to introduce to you Pete McPherson of Do You Even Blog and Blogger You. Let's get mindful and ruthless! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mindful and Ruthless podcast. Today, I am joined by Pete McPherson. Pete, what's up, man? Uh, not a whole lot. To any of you who don't know, I'll just start by saying like how I met Pete. So basically, I uh, a few weeks ago, I was in the US and I attended an amazing conference uh, named FinCon. And FinCon was just like off the hook. It was like such an amazing conference. Amazing people, right, Pete? I mean, like, it's like you, you were there like you were almost every year there, right? For, for uh, it was, it was it was my second year this past year at FinCon. Uh, but that, I mean, that's definitely like my people, a bunch of content creators, mainly in personal finance, but kind of there's some stuff outside of that as well. Yeah. Uh, it's just one of the most fun conferences that I've been to. Like just the people, everybody's cool. Yeah. They're all like interested in mostly the same things, growing their business and talking about money. I don't <laughs> like that. I like that. So yeah, one of the, one of the coolest events I go to and of course, happy to meet you there. Sagi. Yeah, totally. So yeah, we just met there and we kind of like, we, we just started talking and saw we have a lot of in common and, you know, we're both content creators and, and coming from the same realm. And we both love Jason Zook, their friend. So, and by the way, Jason Zook has been on this show. So if you want to listen to an episode with him, you can listen uh, later on. So yeah, we just met and started talking and already on the second day, we got on the main stage in the main kind of like um, expo hall. And uh, we had this like session together and, I transmitted it live here on the group as well, but there was pretty bad audio. Now it comes, it, it's, it's supposed to come out soon, right? Like on your end yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. Awesome. I hope so. Yeah. I'm working through that right now this week, actually. 
Cool, awesome. So yeah, so basically everything like we just connected and it was great meeting you there, man. And uh, and I'm very happy to finally have you on the show. So yeah, I guess we, I guess we can just uh, start right on. Like, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll ask you about yourself. Like, so basically like Pete, for who, who everybody here doesn't know, Pete is a blogger. He's also a podcaster. He's like, and everything like that he does is about like teaching other people how to uh, create awesome, profitable blogs. And um, his brand is called Do You Even Blog? And, um, and I remember we talked back in the conference and, oh yeah, <laughs> nice. I should get t-shirts as well. So to anybody listening, like Pete just like. Wait, you, know, you have better swag. I don't have it at the moment because I always oh, take uh, stuff off yeah. <laughs> when I type, but you have the mindful and ruthless. I got the mindful yeah, that. thing, yeah. Um, That's so, better than a t-shirt. People can wear that every single day. <laughs> right. And it doesn't like, it's just, like, yeah, just people like you're the wristband person, right? Yeah. Anyways. So yeah, do even blog is a, is a great, is a great podcast as well. So it's, it's maybe surprising because it's like a podcast about blogging, but it's basically like all about how to create this online brand and online, like whatever it is and however it is, because you also interviewed, I know Nick from side hustle nation and and like so basically whether you're doing it as a side hustle or basically you're you're doing like as a as a full-time thing blogging goes a long way you have so much skills you need to put it had to have in place so basically it's like such a, a horizontal like like huge um verizon of, of stuff that you need to learn and pete's all about teaching that and i want to just want to dig back into your story and your background man like you you also left your day job in order to do this so let's let's go back to your day job what was your day job like and and how did you <laughs> come to the realization that you need to just leave and do this thing yeah uh well okay let me let me give you a little bit of context before i tell you about the the old day job <laughs> okay. so and I, i've told a little bit of this story before on some other podcasts but not the whole way through okay. so i always was that kid that like never knew what he wanted to be when he grew up so I was like easily funneled through life. People were like, oh, you need to go to college because that's what you do and that's what you get a job. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I guess I'll do that. Guidance counselor. So I went through like high school and college and I did terrible in college. I'm, I'm a pretty smart dude. Like I could, I could have done better. I didn't work like at all. Just didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And so what do you do when you don't know what to do with your life? You go into accounting. Not really. Most people don't. But I was like, oh, money. That's cool. I like money. I like talking about money. I want to know how to deal and get better at money. I'm going to go into accounting. So I kind of got funneled. I had no idea like what an accounting career looked like, by the way. And this is the job I quit that you were referring to. I was a yeah. corporate accountant, uh, well-paid on the career, like growth trajectory. Everything's like going great. I had uh, what we say in America is like the American dream, which is like, oh, a nice house and a family and two kids and like a nice car in the driveway and a great job. Like I had all that stuff and I was just like uber unhappy, right? Just uber unhappy. Yeah. I found myself starting blogs back in 2009 ish, not for business, not no traffic to these websites whatsoever. Just like kind of fun. Like I, I like the internet. I like playing around on the internet. I like typing and thinking that now it's available for everybody to see, even though right. no one was seeing it, of course. Yeah. So I've been doing that on and off for years at this point. And then in 2014, uh, my first child was born, my son, Luke. And that was just like blowing my mind. Like, what am I doing with my life? Like I now have a kid who I love dearly, by the way, and I don't want to like change any of that, but he takes up so much of my time 
I was like, how am I contributing in other ways? Like this accounting job, like some of my blogs, which still no one was reading at this point, even years later. Yeah. Um, I just had this, like this huge epiphany. I was like, I got to figure something out. I've yeah, always yeah. wanted to run my own business. I've always wanted to have my own thing, but it was never more than that. It was just like, a, oh, one day I would love to own my own business. No idea what that looks like. Digital, brick and mortar, startup. Like, yeah, I just no idea, right? I was just like, oh, one day, that sounds nice. Maybe one day when I get super rich already, I'll just start my own business. Uh, <laughs> so in 2014, I kind of dove off the deep end on digital marketing. I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to make this work. Like I'm going to start some blogs. I'm going to maybe try podcasting again after one I did in 2009, which was terrible. Uh, I'm going to start some online businesses. I'm going to see what works. I read a bunch of books on, uh, you know, business and startups and leadership and entrepreneurship and like all the ones that you'll hear about like over and over again, like the four hour work week and the e-myth revisited and just, you know, all that stuff. So two years ago, 2016, I, was doing okay. I wasn't making a whole lot of money from these side projects, but I wanted to get out of accounting. So I took a job with a startup, a very small startup, and they were going to give me like the benefits and a salary to work half time, like 20 hours a week. Okay. This this is the best of both worlds. I could like do business stuff for 20 hours a week. And then I did get to do this job for 20 hours a week. And they're going to give me benefits. This is like the best of both worlds. Yeah. So I left accounting. I had two kids at this point. Uh, we moved uh, my entire family. Like we sold our house. We moved. I took this job. Yeah. And three weeks later, I don't know, one paycheck, they paid me and then they folded. Like they shut down. Oh, and so I like no moved with my family. Uh, oh. We're literally living in my grandmother's house. Like it was just total shock. Oh. Like blow. Like what, what the hell? Like what do we get ourselves into? Like what are we going to do now? And so my wife and I like had this come to Jesus moment, if you will where we're like, what do we want to do? We got to make the decision. We can go back to accounting. I can get a job in Atlanta or LA or Chicago or whatever, like some big corporate job. Or I could try this out full time. We had enough cash to float. Uh, We have like our savings and our emergency funds and all that great stuff. And so that is when this was born. I was like, this is, I promise this is a super long answer to your question. Sorry. No, 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 I love hearing the story. Like, yeah. Okay. So all of this time, since 2009, I've just been fascinated by digital marketing and specifically the content side of marketing, like creating content via blog or podcast or YouTube or whatever. I've been super interested that I've always wanted to talk about it, but I had stopped myself because we already have Pat and we already have Darren and we already have John Lee Dumas and Amy Porterfield and Sagi, and we already have like all these people talking about digital marketing. Yeah, I was, well, yeah, it's like, another, yeah. Um, but I was like, why do they don't need my voice? Like they don't need my content. They don't need my stuff. Like it's, it's saturated. It's a saturated market. And I was right for one thing, but at this point, two years ago, almost two years ago, about um, 17 months ago now, 18, I was like, this is all I want to do. Like, I can't do anything but this. Like I could try starting a brick and mortar, a local company, something like that. This is what I want to do. Why the hell shouldn't I do it? Sorry, man. I don't know if we can curse or not. I'm going to curse. You can. So. Totally. Totally. Like, feel okay. Free. Sweet. Shit. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, so I allowed myself to do this possibly for the first time in at least like five or six years, what I really wanted to do. And that was, do you even blog? I loved interviewing people via the podcast. I had just fun, like pure joy. Whenever I would 
get on Skype with another blogger and just dive into their story, kind of like what you're doing to me right now. Like, I just loved it. This is what I want to do. Yeah. And so, damn, that was like 17 months ago. And here I am today. I'm still kicking. I'm not living life on like a millionaire blogger sort of thing yet, but it's more than enough to keep me afloat and survive with my family and continue doing it. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah, man. Like, I, I love it. I love the story. And like, I think it can inspire so many people that just like make the decision and own in on, on the decision. Just take it. And so many people are not starting their own thing because they're afraid that either, you know, they can't even succeed just because there's so many like, you know, stuff out there already. But it's just like, it, it's, I, I've personally like, you know, proven it also to myself back when I opened my design blog, like it, it's just, it, you know, there's a place for everybody. People follow you because of you. People follow you because of who you are, not because of your brand represents digital marketing. Who the hell cares? Like people have room and time to listen to you and then to listen to John Lee Dumas and then to listen to Pat Flynn. And um, I think that, Again, like the personality is the thing that shines when you're doing such a thing, as, as especially as a podcast and, and totally you know, writing and, and, and building your brand online. So yeah. I, it's, it's nothing ever, more than that. It's so simple and so many people just don't get it, you know? And yeah, I remember you told me it was like two years ago when you launched this. And like two years ago, I also left my day job. So we kind of like, we're, we're about the same time. We kind of like, just like took the plunge. <laughs> so yeah, leaving our jobs to do. I do want to clarify something. Yeah. I don't actually recommend people like jump off in the deep end, like quitting oh, highly lucrative yeah. jobs like benefits or whatnot. Uh, I, I want to reinforce the fact that I was kind of forced into this with a layoff. Yeah, I could have gone yeah. back to accounting, by the way. But I also had the, the uh, financial means to really like jump off and do it a little bit more, a lot more than most people. So I don't actually suggest quitting jobs like until you have the income and more so from the side hustle or whatever that looks like for you out there person watching. Yeah. I don't actually recommend that. So I just got to go on the record and say that. Yeah, totally. And uh, it's, it's important <laughs> saying that please behave responsibly people, but I'm, yeah, you, you know, like um, everything can start with side hustles, like especially blogs and, and content related uh, brands can start as a side hustle and you can do it on the side and you can find time to do it. And there's no excuses not to do it. If you want to do it, it's like, it's the easiest thing that you can do as a side project, like write a blog. So you don't, you, you want to write, right? Like how, how often, by the way, did you write back when you still had your day job? Like even back way back then? Not a whole lot. So uh, I should also point out that it wasn't just one blog. I had probably, close to 50, 50 different blogs or online businesses or projects, like 50 projects over about uh, five years. Wow. Um, so <laughs> lots of like shiny object syndrome in there. Yeah. Lots of, most of which were colossal failures. There were two that made decent money, even though I hated them. Um, so not a whole lot of writing, but just a whole lot of thinking and marketing, not a whole lot of audience building. I think that took me the longest time to learn that that's actually perhaps way more important. <laughs> than some of the words you put on your page. This is like trying to figure out a way to connect with an audience. Uh, but to answer your question, not a ton, uh, but enough to eventually hone the skills that could help me out like later on. Does that make sense? Did I answer your question? Yeah, it totally makes sense. And um, I remember, yeah, when I was just 
writing. I had a, a period in, in where I wrote one blog post every two months. It's just because I didn't have a lot of time and kind of, yeah, it's just like, if you, but if you just take the time, even two hours a week, just come early to work and just don't sit at the office, sit in some kind of coffee shop near the office. Or if you leave work early, just like one hour and go and sit at some coffee shop near the office and write, just like disconnect everything, put an airplane on and write something, write a blog post. In two months, you, you, you know, <laughs> you best believe you're going to have a blog post out. And that's yeah. how you can start your brand. And what you said, Pete, about audience and connecting with audience, can, can you elaborate on that? Because I think that's, a, that's so key to building your online brand. So what are, t- yeah. what are tips on, about getting audience for, for people that are now like with, you know, just considering, you know, they have a side hustle, but or they want to start one. That's a great question. I can actually come back to it. Could you give me like another 60 seconds in here? Yeah. We'll come back to, to building the community. Uh, I also want to touch what you said. There's a lot of people more so than any, anybody else, the people that come in, uh, blogger, you like my program in the community, they don't have a lot of time. Their parents, they have full-time jobs. Like they're not full-time bloggers by any means, but they do want to create content. Right. And part of like what I believe is that whether it's writing or podcasting or doing video or doing Amazon Alexa skills, which is a newer way to reach people on like a daily bite-sized basis, there are different mediums that appeal to different people. And some of those mediums take way less time for what you want to do, which is connect with people. So a lot of people think that they need to write. You don't need to write. A lot of people think that they need to venture into podcasting YouTube in addition to their blog. You don't. Maybe you could, maybe you couldn't. The point is like connecting with people and changing people is the fastest way to build an online business that makes a bunch of money. It's the fastest way to be an influencer. It's the fastest way to grow over the long term. Mm-hmm. That didn't make any sense. The fastest way to grow over the long term. It's the best way to grow over the long term. There we go. And yeah. you can do that in three minutes a day. I could record a podcast on my phone using any number of apps like Anchor or whatever in yeah. 30 seconds and push it out to people. Like, right. there's no excuse for not taking action on some form of content. It may not look like what you want it to look like. You may wish you had more time. Sorry, I'm ranting now, just in case you couldn't notice. Yeah. But in general, like two hours a week, more than enough time to do something that helps people and adds value to their lives. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Okay, going back. I'll get off my high horse now. Um, so community building. I... <laughs> Blog traffic is like a funny thing and like podcast downloads and like Facebook live viewerships, stuff like that. It's a funny thing. In a lot of ways, those metrics do matter. Like we want to have John Lee Dumas's entrepreneur on fire downloads, like 2 million people a month or however many people he reaches yeah. or uh, Pat Flynn's traffic numbers, uh, which aren't as high as some of the lowest food bloggers, by the way, but it's a different niche. Your niche matters, people. Like, don't compare apples to oranges uh, in terms of podcast downloads or views on YouTube or traffic or anything like that. Anything like that, excuse me. Or email list size, the dumbest metric ever, especially if your open rate's like 5%, 10%. What matters is the amount of people you have engaged with your brand. Just period. That can look like an audience, followers, listeners, viewers, any of those people that are actually reading the content, not just landing on the website and bouncing, not just downloading one of your podcasts and then listening to about 30 seconds and then clicking out of the browser, right? Like putting all of your eggs in one basket and that basket is the community building. 
I went to do you even blog with this mindset from the beginning only because I was sick and tired of trying everything else. After like five years, I was like, I just want friends. Like I want people to read my content. I don't care if it's only 20 people a week for like the first year. Like I, I want to cater to those people, the people that read all the content and listen to the very end of my podcast episodes. Like those are my people. Like I want that. I was missing that out of the 50 failed blogs of businesses that I started over the first several years. What I wanted was interaction online friends, people who thought the way I thought, who believed the same things about blogging and online business that I did. I want those people. And so just having that mindset, this is the answer to your question, by the way, just having that mindset of creating content with that in mind was a game changer. I wish I could boil it down to like three simple steps to like have a more engaged audience or whatever. (laughs) I wish I could do that. I can't, sadly, other than the fact that everything I do, I try and build community. Like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but whether it's selling blogger you or releasing podcasts or coming on Facebook lives, like everything I do is to make blogging friends. That sounds so stupid when I say it aloud, but that's the truth. And so it's just a mindset thing. I wish yeah, I had man. something better. It's, 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 I think totally the right mindset and the mindset that everybody building uh, any side hustle should be in, like, especially kind of related. Um, the thing that I always say about like, building a community and building an audience, just think like whoever you're talking to, no matter like if you're a designer talking to designers, if you're a developer talking to developers, if you're a a coach, like uh, a fitness coach talking to people that do fitness and basically you want to surround yourself with uh, a tribe like of, of, and that's not even, if we don't even call it a tribe, we can say just like people like you that you would love to meet for coffee, you know, like I guess we, we can meet for coffee and I'll talk for hours. Like, you know, just like, I'm your people, or you're my people. We're kind of like, we can, we can jam it out. And I bet like everybody here listening is the same in a way, um, listening or watching this, like, it's like the same thing. It's, it's just people that you want to meet for coffee. And then, so that would be a connection there. It's not just like traffic or like, let's get numbers. Um, the engagement matters. And so, yeah, anyways, yeah, I want to, I want to shift, shift gears. Um, and so we talked about like audience and, and a lot of people are listening to this and are like, yeah, Sagi, we get it. Like we, we heard this like a million times from you. Like, you know, when you build a community, value first, give first mentality. Yeah, we heard it from you. Um, now, how do you do this shit? How do you, how do you, how do you build a blog? Um, right. So, um, and I'm, I'm, still, I'm still going around the side hustle thing because I know like a lot of my audience and i just recently surveyed uh the, the mindful and ruthless community and there's a lot of people with the side hustle right now or just that want to start a side hustle how do you how do you start a blog or starting a blog is like the technical aspect about it, but once you start writing how do you grow a blog how do you like what are the things that you may maybe can recommend uh when people are already blogging already started that's like they already were at wordpress site already started writing a couple articles What are the most important things that they should have in place now? Okay. So a lot of people, maybe some of the people even watching this right now might not actually like my answer, but (laughs) I can tell you with sincerity that this is actually what I believe. I might be crazy. I might be completely stupid and wrong. So just know that upfront, but I'm about to say a lot of people won't like it, whatever. (laughs) Okay. So I want to talk to those people who are, thinking about starting a blog or maybe they already have like a side hustle of some sort 
and they want to market it more with online content, maybe. Maybe that's with a blog. Maybe it's with any of the other mediums. Maybe it's on a social media channel. Like I want to do IGTV or I want to do Facebook or whatever. Anybody new or in the beginning phases, forget about marketing. Forget about marketing. Forget about SEO. Forget about Pinterest. You can learn that stuff as you go along. At this day and age, it's 2018, almost 2019. I don't know how many blogs are started like every single day, but it's a lot. And it's not going to get any smaller. Like, <laughs> like 6 billion people coming onto the internet over the next like what, like 10 years or some crazy number. It's not going to get any easier to stand out. And so I, I've told a few people this already, like forget about marketing when you first start. Focus on the content and what that means to people. Now, let me explain that a little bit because I think that warrants explanation. When you first start, especially, like if you have a brand new blog or let's say you're, you're in month six, you've got a few articles coming up, you've been posting a little bit. No amount of marketing in the world is going to make up for interesting, intriguing, uh, funny, humorous, emotional, storytelling content. No amount of marketing is going to make up for content that helps people or engages with them in some way. So whatever time and energy you spend on a new blog in the first three months, six months, 12 months, spend it on creating quote unquote better content. That can mean a ton of things, but what I really just mean is content that matters to somebody. Not necessarily everybody. We talk about niching down. We talk about talking to a specific avatar, target reader, right? Those things are fine. You can go Google blogging avatar if you want to learn more about that. But in general, I, I truly believe people spend way too much time trying to get better at SEO in month three or month six or trying to nail down like 200,000 views from Pinterest in their first like month or two. It's totally doable. Learn Pinterest, learn Google, learn social media marketing, learn uh, partnering and collaborations and doing stuff like this Facebook Live. That's, that's all great and good stuff. Marketing is awesome. None of that's going to make up for lame, bland content. Yeah. Bottom line. <laughs> yeah, so it's totally true. Um, is that too ranty? <laughs> no, I, I think, no, I, I think it's totally true. And, and nothing I think you say is randy. I think it's just like people need to understand nothing makes up for like not having quality content that you think is quality content just because you want SEO or you want better marketing and want more traffic. And again, it's about the engagement and the audience building and building a tribe around you and not about just putting out, you know, content that, you know, can, can spread out there. Like, and there are, there are ways to measure virality after you already put a content like a blog post out. Right. I mean, in some ways you can tweak the header. You can maybe find some more humor, um, to, to insert into your blog post and stuff. But yeah, it's just like the, the content should be just quality content. It makes sense. If you want, I can go a little bit more granular on that as well. Yeah, sure. So there are a few things, I think, um, a few easy ways into making better content. Like I use that as a catch-all phrase because we hear it <laughs> a lot. Create better content. Content is king. We say that a lot. Uh, one thing, let's talk about opinions. Opinions. Everyone's got them. Everyone's afraid to share them on the internet <laughs> Except for like a select few people. The, and I'm not saying you have to like make anybody angry with like sex or religion or politics or, you know, that sort of stuff. That's not necessarily what I'm talking about, but sharing opinions is a fantastic way to appeal to some people and not appeal to others and make right. yourself set apart from everybody else. Opinions. Uh, same thing. Idealisms. 
ideals. Like I have a lot of views on digital marketing that have helped me stand out a little bit because I think things could be better. I think online courses could be marketed in a better way. I think email launches for my bloggers out there who have gotten any email like sequences for blog course launches, you know what I'm talking about. I think a lot of those are pretty spammy. I have those ideals in my head. I like sharing them. That's what helps turn people onto my brand. Um, The third one, and maybe we'll just stick, leave it at this. Third one is obviously stories, like personal, vulnerable. They don't have to be vulnerable, vulnerable, but just storytelling sucks people in. Like we hear this all the time. People can't help but listen to stories. And why more people don't incorporate that at the very top of their blog posts, I will never know. There's no better perfect introduction to a written piece of content than a short story or long story for that matter. Like if you want people scrolling down the page to teach them something or get them into your brand or sell them a product or whatever it is, like there's no better way to do that than a short story. Even if you just make it up, like a metaphor, that's what a metaphor is. That's like a story. So yeah, maybe that was a, a little, three more granular stuff on creating that content that'll hopefully, hopefully be better marketing than doing like Google or SEO or whatever. Yeah. And again, like Google, SEO, all that stuff you can see on YouTube, like so many videos around that. It's just like, it's okay. It's great. I think one tip that I can maybe add is like, yeah, write great content, but make sure to also collect emails in a way. It's important to start an email list sooner than later, just because it's your asset. It's the asset that you're going to use later for contacting people, reaching out to them personally, and also selling them later on, on, on things, whether, you know, be it like your own online courses or sponsors yeah. or whatever. And money, yeah, money is on the table. We're not saying like, you know, great, create great content and, you know, F money or we're not saying that. We're just saying create content will bring you audience. Audience, engaged audience will, will just throw money at you. It doesn't matter. And, and opportunities will come. No. So, Right. So by the way, um, Pete, right now, why do you, what do you mostly do? You mostly podcast, right? You like write less and podcast more? Uh, yes, for the most part. So the podcast is what most of my, I guess you could call it fans, followers, whatever. Uh, that's what they care about the most. So I will continue to do that. I do also blog. I do even blog, I guess. I say. <laughs> uh, mainly for SEO. I tend to be better at SEO than other forms of inbound traffic generation stuff. So I do SEO, not a whole lot recently, just because I haven't really wanted to spend a whole lot of time on it and building out Blogger U, but mainly podcasts and mainly audio. So I mentioned Alexa skills. Mine's still in review. It's been in review for like a week. I don't know why I have a, huh. a support to get in with Amazon about that, but I'm also starting like an Alexa skill uh, based on my friend, Nick True, who's at VinCon. Uh, based on his advice. So I'm really just trying to reach people via audio. I feel like that's where I, I shine more so than video. I got crazy hair and I, I look kind of weird and it takes too long to write. So audio is like my my medium of choice. Yeah, I mean, no, audio is, um, is a great medium to, and, and it's also personal. It takes less editing afterwards. It takes, it connects you with the great people when you interview people and get people on the show. Yeah, I mean, so it's just a great way to form great connections and have interesting conversations and create a piece of content that nobody would say no to, like getting on your podcast just because people like to talk and, and they don't, and they love when they can talk and not prepare things ahead of time, like you know, public, public speaking gear or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's a, 
it's a great way. So podcasting is indeed a great way. But like saying right now you have your um, your podcast. It's growing. What episodes are you on right now? I have no idea. Last count. <laughs> it's been o uh, over a hundred, less than two hundred, probably uh, around one twenty or one thirty. Yeah. A lot of those are solo shows as well. Those aren't all interviews, yeah. but uh, I think like one twenty, one thirty. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So, so basically, okay. one twenty, one thirty, like you know, podcast episode. You got the blog, blogs, um, reaching like also like a, a, a huge following. You had an email list, growing the email list, right? Um, you yep. got activity on social media. How do one when they open or like already have a blog know what to focus on next? Like, when did you start doing the podcast and or explore exploring doing the podcast and? And where do you give more push, like on social media, like what platform? Well, you're asking me how I discover those things? Yeah. I mean, how do you know where to go next? Because always when you have a blog, it's one thing. And then you're like, okay, I have a blog. Everything's going. What's next? You know, should I open a podcast? Should I open a Facebook group and like start going live in a Facebook group? Should I, um, you know, go hard on Instagram? Um, you know, Alexa. I see. You know? Okay. Yeah. That's funny. I, I don't actually have a great answer to that, but what I have kind of figured out. I don't know. I could be completely wrong. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I find that people actually have a really good gut instinct at what they would be good at. And so a lot of people are like, Oh, you know what? I've been thinking about podcasting for like years or whatever. Like I just, I don't know why I've never pulled the trigger, but I've been thinking about podcasting. That's always sounded fun to me. I like take note when people say that and I'm like, Hmm, I wonder, I feel like a lot of people are actually surprisingly good at predicting what they're going to enjoy the most and what they're going to be the best at. Mm. For me, it, it was literally podcasting. Like I've been, <laughs> this sounds so stupid. I've been told I have a voice for radio. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know what exactly that means, but I've, I've been told that like growing up, even like in spelling bees in fifth grade, <laughs> I lost, I suck at spelling by the way. Uh, <laughs> but one of the judges came up to me afterward he was the host of like a local radio station, radio station, like literally just down the street from where I'm at right now. And he was like, you have a voice for radio. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm like in fifth grade. I have no idea what that means. Uh, but I always had this feeling that podcasting was like my thing. And I tried blogging. I've done YouTube. I like doing video. I'm okay at editing. I, I don't know. It's yeah. mediocre. But the more people I talk with on any given week, the more I think that to answer your question, even people watching this, like you probably have a generally good feel for what you're going to be good at and what you're going to enjoy. Mm -hmm. Some people are like, I know I want to do video. Like even if they haven't done it yet, even if they have a blog, but it's just like video is like what I dream of doing. I'm like, why don't you do video? Chances are you're going to enjoy that better and do it really well. Yeah. I know that wasn't like a direct answer to your question, but the only other thing I'll say is it takes time and experimentation. Yeah. There's two like pieces of advice out there. One is like, you need to be everywhere. You need to be on Pinterest and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, et cetera. Uh, and another one is like, you need to find what you're good at. Like Sagi is really good at Instagram and like double down on it. Right. You know, like go hard on the, like your one channel. Mm -hmm. I, I tend to think that both of those are correct in some way, but I think you need to be everywhere at least at first. So you can discover your one channel. Like I tried Pinterest for like a year and I suck at it and I don't like it. I was never a Pinterest user. I was just literally trying to get traffic to my blog. I was not good at it. And so I dropped it. Like I don't spend any time on Pinterest anymore because I don't care. Like it didn't bring me any result. I tried it for a long time. It didn't bring me anything. 
I'm just going to drop it. I'm going to focus elsewhere. But it took me a while to learn that. So I guess that's my answer to your question is it takes time. It takes experimentation. But there's a good chance that whatever your gut instinct tells you you're good at or the social channel that you're going to be best at and dominate more on, chances are that's a gut instinct for like a reason. Explore that maybe. Look into that maybe. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm totally like, I'm totally also thinking right now with myself, like, should I try Pinterest because I haven't even yet? And yeah, I'm, not, I'm also not a Pinterest user, but I heard, you know, uh, you know, Jeff and, um, and, and uh, Ben, you know, from um, Dollars Proud and, uh, and uh, yeah, and also RJ, like back in FinCon and uh, their episode, by the way, should be coming out very soon on the, on the podcast. And it's like they grew a huge amount, like a huge blog just out of like Pinterest. Like I haven't even thought about Pinterest as a source. Like, <laughs> but it's crazy how people like grow their, their community and blogs and, you know, and again, we're, we're always going back to traffic as well. In a way it's important for a blog to have traffic. Um, you are going to mess around with a lot of stuff. If you have a blog, we're not just saying like great content, great content, you know, if the traffic, I'm, traffic is important. And, but, but yeah, I mean, regarding the, the, you know, content first, then, you know, then traffic and regarding what you just said, Pete, I think it's a, makes complete sense. Do what you love um, because what you're going to do in putting out content and teaching and that like, it takes a lot out of you. So you might as well do what you love and what you feel you're good at, you know, just like, yeah, I mean, some people are really good at video and, and, and can really jam out a great YouTube session and then like upload a video even once a day. Like I have a friend, he's a designer, uh, his name is Ron Segel, like, and he just like creates a, a design video once a day. Like he, he's yeah. done it for like, I don't know, like two years, three years or something like that. Um, now we just launched an online course uh, about one of the pr- design uh, applications. He just launched a super massive, massive successful launch. Like it was amazing. And, um, and, and, you know, just, just because again, he built this audience, he did video, he was good in video. Like he said, like, for me, it takes me less time to create the video and put it out there than to write a blog post. I'm like, okay, makes sense. And, you know, like, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I, I totally believe that. I believe that you should do what you love and also remove any barriers because barriers are also like, if you don't have a good mic, right? Just start. doesn't matter. And yeah. So now I want to get into, because we're, we're like, so I want to stop talking about like side hustle, like starting out. Let's get into Ninja stuff right there. Like, so, um, <laughs> um like what's up? the Ninja, the Ninja part, like Ninja tricks of like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're, you're a blogger for a long while. You're a podcaster for a long while. So we can talk about like some pro stuff. We can, we can get down to like, you know, stuff that we right now we are kind of like doing ourselves and, and our challenges. So can I ask you for a second, what do you find yeah. is your challenge at the moment? The thing that is kind of like in a way, one, one thing like challenging on the other hand, like exciting you. All right. Just wanted to take a short break here. Um, if you listen to this episode all the way here, it means you probably find value in it, right? So, well, I wanted to just let you know that this is a weekly show and it's published first on the mindful and ruthless Facebook group as it's recorded live. Yes, this is a Facebook live 
interview and it basically allows you to interact with the speakers and myself and ask questions as we're recording the podcast and we are trying to answer all of those questions so if you haven't already be sure to search and join the mindful and ruthless group on facebook i promise you you'll find amazing value in joining this community as long as basically joining a community with a lot of other amazing entrepreneurs so all right back to the episode uh oh that's actually a pretty easy one so I have been forced into early monetization. Like okay. my biggest challenge is actually finding the time of day to focus on marketing and growth, like literally getting more traffic, like those, <laughs> that stuff. It is important. Like you said, yeah. uh, I have to focus on monetization else. I don't get to do this for a living. Like I, yeah. I, I literally make blogging income to put food on my family's table, to feed two kids, like, and myself and my wife. Like, I, I was forced into this, which I'm happy. This is actually a great skill that I've developed over the past year where I otherwise wouldn't have done that. But the biggest challenge has been, like, I do have to continue to produce content. And I do have to, like, actually do the marketing work in order to increase my inbound. Because I have a lot of the systems set up. I have like a great, I have like four different email courses that I'm experimenting with and have been for like a year. Like I have that on down. I have Facebook ads down. It's helping. Uh, but I need to spend more time on specifically SEO. Cause that's kind of like my bag. Uh, I haven't done an SEO post literally like written for SEO in over like a month and a half, two months. Um, can you also explain what SEO post is? Because a lot of people listening, I just don't know. Yeah. So, okay, 30 seconds. I promise I'll get there. I tend to agree with Tim Smoyer. He's a YouTube guy. This is where I first heard about it. Mm -hmm. That all content creators need to have like a pie of their content. And one third of the pie is going to be specifically written or recorded or whatever medium you're using for acquisition, brand new people to your blog. This other part of the pie is for existing followers, existing fans and subscribers and stuff like that. And I don't remember what the other part of the pie was, but the point is to like have a balance in the type of content you produce. So I produce stuff like manifestos. I have two manifestos I've written. One is called I believe in blogging and the other one I just released last week. Uh, And those are specifically for my existing followers and subscribers. Mm -hmm. They will bring me no inbound. Probably people share it because it's good and I wrote it just for them, but it's not designed to attract new people to my blog. It's not designed for website traffic at all. Totally cool. When I write for SEO, all I mean by that is I don't do a whole lot of SEO optimization. I really just try and produce based on keywords, first of all, and competitive uh, SEO research, which I do. I try and produce long form, uber helpful content. Like people say this all the time, but I really mean that the internet's most comprehensive resource for any given keyword. So that's, that's all the SEO writing means to me. I find keywords first, cause that's, that's kind of mandatory. Um, even though I generally target broad keywords and then I spend a lot of time researching and researching and writing and writing and editing and editing and editing much more so than on content that I produce for my subscribers. Mm-hmm. Like that stuff takes me like a day or two cause they already know what I'm going to say. I don't really care about editing. It doesn't need to be flashy or fancy because I know my tribe is going to get it. I know they don't care about that. They care about this. However, attracting new people, I specifically write to be like amazingly impressive, answer every question people don't even know they have yet 
until they land on the blog post and they're like, oh, but what about this? And then boom, I answer the question in the blog post. Like that to me is SEO. So hopefully that answers your question. Yeah. And can I ask like right now, because I'm also, um, so I, I have my new community, Mindful and Ruthless. It's, it's fairly new. I mean, it, it has been out there for um, half a year um, or just eight months now, eight months. Um, so it's fairly new. And therefore, like what I'm doing now, I just launched my website just a couple months ago and I'm starting to now, you know, pull like write for the blog. So um, I am wondering like how like how to write the the blog post in a way which is like you know on one hand um i want to write about what i want to write about you know for like in a way maybe that's a thing for your own audience and then like i also want to write stuff that i know will bring traffic like you say i know i have to do it like this is my job and i also this is my job and also i know i coach people about these things and these things and i've i've done it in the um in the design world um like I wrote so many things like that and I so I have experience with that but um, I know things change all the time and I love picking up new techniques and like how do you do the research for the keywords when you before you start yeah so we'll we'll first talk about the keywords so for anybody listening to this who isn't super in SEO you may not have realized uh, long tail keywords are dead for the most part, unless you're in like a super small niche and it just doesn't matter. But in general, like you can write one post for a two to four word keyword. So instead of how to start a blog in 2018 on Bluehost to make money, that would be like super, <laughs> this is a bad example, but you get my point. Yeah. You could target start a blog or new blog or blogging for beginners or any of that stuff. And it might rank for the same exact keywords. So that's one thing, just keywords, two to four words. Yeah. Now that you have that SEO research, my preferred method, uh, I call this, well, I'm not going to actually tell you that. I was going to call, I, I call this POO, P-O-O, page one opportunities. Forget that. Uh, I would literally start by opening up the top 20 results in Google and reading every single one of them. Or maybe top 10 at the very least. Like go to Google, type in the keywords, like design for dummies or... <laughs> beginning design tips or whatever that is and literally just open up in new tabs every result and read them or at least browse through them. I create a spreadsheet for every SEO post I do or at least a new tab on a spreadsheet. I put the name of it at the top. I put the keywords and then I write down every header and subheader that is in those top 10 results or top 20 results. Like if they have an H2 tag uh, or like a subheader, I will copy and paste it into my spreadsheet. I will do that for every single post. Once you do that, it'll take less than an hour to do all of that, to read all of those usually. Maybe it'll take longer, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but just to like jot down the subheaders and stuff like that. You can go look at that spreadsheet and have a really, really good idea of what Google thinks those keywords should uh, show, right? In search results. Yeah. You have a yeah. pretty daggum good idea. If, if one actually does that, I tell this a lot and people never do it, by the way. Like they might do it a little bit, but they're not super methodical and not super hardcore about it. Yeah. Be super methodical and hardcore about researching those top 20 results. And at the end of that, if you spent just two hours, which is an insane ROI when you really think about the benefits that SEO keywords can bring, two hours doing that, you'll have a massively better idea of what to write about and what to include in your post. Mm -hmm. Now, since you mentioned tactical, I'll give one more thing. Uh, or actually two more things. 
One would be any search result that bring up people also ask. If you go ask a question in Google right now, you'll see like a result or two, and then you'll see like a little accordion tab, like in search results, you know what yeah. I mean? People also ask huge, huge things to include in your blog post. In fact, there are some of the like hardcore SEOs have actually created tools. I don't have access to any of them. I don't think any of the paid products in the market even have this yet. Maybe they do. If they do, I don't know about them. Uh, where they're scraping the questions and answers to people also ask. So anytime you see that, if you're like looking through keywords, write down those questions. Yeah. And you can also click them and it'll bring up even more questions. Write those down too. And then literally verbatim, include them in your blog post. Yeah. And like, it doesn't have to be like magically woven in with the content. You could literally just say in your blog post, frequently asked questions, yeah. verbatim question, your answer, verbatim question, your answer, verbatim question, your answer. Yeah. So uh, that, uh, I think that's it. That's like my research go-to spreadsheet. Open top 10 to 20 results in Google, read them, writing down all the subheaders and stuff. I swear, like if people would actually do that, they would have an, an incredible idea of what Google things should rank. I really do believe that. Yeah. And also like, so do you not use Google keyword tool, keywords anywhere, plugin, uh, Google trends to find out like it's Christmas soon or summer Monday or. Uh. <laughs> a little bit. Um, so I don't use the Google Keyword Planner as much anymore. I have a subscription to Arefs or Ahrefs, depending on how you want to say it. That's my go-to SEO tool. I don't do a whole lot of Google Trends stuff. I have met a lot of people that swear by it. Yeah. I'm afraid I don't have much information because I just never really found it helpful. And when you mention stuff like Black Friday and Cyber Monday and seasonal stuff, um, I tried ranking. This is like a year and a half ago now. I tried ranking for... Christmas gifts for side hustlers or entrepreneurs or something like that. I don't even remember yeah. what it was. Maybe it was even bloggers. I was just like, this sucks. Like I didn't like doing it. And yeah. when I thought about it, I was like, this is a seasonal result. I get that a lot of people produce seasonal content, but that's, that's not me. I want more bang for my buck than that. And I guess I could update it every year, but I really want something that is, if not 365 days a year, like I want something truly evergreen. Not yeah. just evergreen once a year. I mean, that's, that's just an opinion. Like, that's also my niche. Like, if people were blogging about, I don't know, fashion or anything that could suit itself well to, like, the holidays and Black Friday, yeah. I'd say that's definitely more important. But for me, I'm like, ah, I don't know. I'm not going to bother that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I, I get you. Because you don't have enough time to also do seasonal stuff. You want evergreen. You want to go for the evergreen first. If you, yeah. if you one day become such a huge blog and you have a huge team around you that you can actually do it, then yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and by the way, you, do you have, you have uh, your team of editors for your blog right now, right? Yeah, I mean, you have a team around you. I do have a VA and I have an intern, a local intern at a local college like down the street uh they help out with some of the administrative stuff and i'm trying to get my intern to learn pinterest marketing because i suck at pinterest marketing so i'm getting her to do it uh but other than that no no content editors or podcast editors or anything like that cool so we, we talked about growing a blog so we're talking about like writing seo to better like bring traffic into the blog um how about your podcast how are you growing your podcast <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, I've been asking people that I went to podcast movement in July, a big conference in Philadelphia. And I kept asking people that I was like, 
I have hustle. I'm pretty smart. Tell me how to grow my podcast downloads. And no one could do it. No one could do it. Everybody's like giving the same answers on making good content, which I agree with, by the way, but that's like, I, that's not going to help me right now. Like I yeah. try to do that. I try to make an engaging podcast yeah, and I check. try to, it's, it's like, yeah, I try to get Amazon reviews for a while. I kind of, I haven't done that a whole lot recently. Maybe I should double back and do that. I don't know. I, I literally haven't done that since I first started. So maybe that's one. Amazon Other review? Uh, or no, I'm sorry. Uh, iTunes reviews. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Not Amazon reviews. Yeah. Um, dude, I wish I had like any more answers than that, but I don't. Like this <laughs> is something I struggle with is figuring out like, okay, how do I, how do I increase downloads? Uh, I guess, okay, there's two things that a lot of people say. When you have interview guests, have them share it with their audience. Yeah. Okay, right, I get that. Uh, I've did that in the past too. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Again, yeah. with my niche, it's even more hard because everybody else is talking about digital marketing. Uh, but having guests share your stuff, that's a pretty good one. iTunes reviews, I don't think it matters as much as it did five years ago for yeah, podcasting. Yeah, I also feel it's, for, it's, it's, yeah, it's gone down. Yeah. And other than that, just like, oh, you know what? I do have an answer. Sorry. So you're going to like this. <laughs> have better podcast show notes. Have show notes that people will actually want to share. And I found the stupidest, simplest way to do that was very early on in this podcast, I started recording takeaways at the very end. After the interview was over, I would like chat with you right now. And then later on that day or whenever I was released it, I would just record like, five to 10 minutes of my own personal takeaways, like three takeaways. Mm -hmm. And it was super easy to do because most of the time I just talked to you. We just got done recording. Yeah. I could just say it. Like it literally took me 10 minutes to record. Yeah. And then I translated that, translated, transcribed that pretty much. Yeah. Not word for word, but I just wrote them out in a blog post format. Super short, not like 2000 words either, like mm -hmm. 1000 or 800 or 700, 500 words, super short. And that was just enough for people to share that like it was a blog post and okay. not just like the podcast show notes. So there's, there's one good tip. Mm -hmm. That's all I got. <laughs> I wish I had more. Yeah, I know. No, I mean, uh, it's totally something that I actually, I tried doing like, like I tried um, like doing takeaways. I just do after every episode I go and I, um, I write like the show notes in terms of like, I just write the links that, you know, you recommended um, as you see me, scribbling down while, while you're talking um i am writing show notes so basically i'm i'm, I'm writing like you know the, the stuff that you mentioned and i am going to write it in the show notes um but yeah like recording video when it's fresh in your mind makes total sense because you can do it i mean it's just possible yep. so yeah great tip man yeah thank you and um in the meanwhile just like let me ask you pete how do you learn like where what are your resources for learning and keeping on evolving as a person like as, as a professional i love this question I love it. I love when other people ask it. I love answering it myself. So I'm really big on this. Yeah. A lot of people um, will unsubscribe from email list. I'm not that person. I created a separate uh, like tab in my Gmail or whatever label, whatever they call it, yeah. just for everybody's email list. Like all the bloggers I can think of or podcasters or YouTubers, like a lot of people, like a ridiculous amount of email comes yeah. to that label. It bypasses my inbox, first of all. That's how I could bear it. And so I actually learned by looking at what they do. I don't care about half of their content. I'm just being honest. Like I don't read every single email like trying to yeah. learn from them uh, by what they say. 
I try to learn from them by what they do. So no, I won't give any names, but let's just use another uh, blog course creator that I follow. I, I follow a ton and there are a lot of those people out there. Mm-hmm. I will open every email during their launch. I'm not going to buy their blogging course. Like I just, I'm not their target market, yeah. but I love to open it up and see like, do I like this copywriting? If so, I'll screenshot it and add it to a swipe file or, Ooh, that was a great subject line. Screenshot, add to my swipe file yeah. or wow, that was terrible. Like I wouldn't, don't ever let me write anything like this. I don't have an anti-swipe file, but if I did, like I would screenshot that too. I go through almost everybody's newsletter and look at what they are doing. Not what they say. I don't actually care about a lot of their content, but I look at what they do. How many times did they email for this, et cetera. So the email list, uh, spying, I guess you could call it, but it's really not. I I watch what people do. Uh, And actually that translates to a lot of products and social media. Like I follow Pat closely. I look at what he does when he like opened up the affiliate marketing thing that he's been doing. I look at the partner he's doing. I runs his Facebook lives. Mm -hmm. Like I'm super keyed into looking at what everybody else's produces and then tried to read like behind the scenes. Like, okay, what can I take away from this? So that's one. And the last thing I'll say about how I'm learning uh, is I rarely ever buy courses anymore, except when I see somebody that is just like blowing my mind with something new right now. I'll give a name drop. That's Brennan Dunn. He's over at doubleyourfreelancing.com. He's been around for a while and that freelancing, uh, it's just an info product business. Like he sells courses and he teaches people how to be better freelancers and make more money and get more clients and stuff like that. But his email courses and his automations and drip and marketing funnels are unparalleled. Like they are so insanely impressive. So I'm going through his like drip mastery course. It's all about personalizing and automating email marketing funnels. It's like super advanced stuff that I'm nerding out over. So I saw him, He's doing something new that not a whole lot of people are doing yet, although I think they will by the end of this year, and he's crushing it. So I'm like, that that's my dude. That's who I want to learn from. So that's awesome. all for. Cool, cool. Kim, are you talking about Brennan Dunn? Yeah, I think. So, let me think of the best way to do this. Uh, I can't, I don't have any screenshots of his because it's all behind the paywall of his course. But what you can do is go and literally witness it for yourself, which actually he produces really good content himself. Like he's, he's so good at content. Uh, yeah. You can go to doubleyourfreelancing.com and just opt in. It's literally above the fall. There's like the button uh, that starts. I can tell you a little bit behind the scenes. I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this. I assume he doesn't because he sells this course. <laughs> I won't tell you how he does it. I'll just tell you what he does. So he has like a seven day email course. It's pretty standard, but it's uh, he's optimized it over a lot of subscribers to be really engaging. Like he goes back and changes things. He's really analytical and methodical. So he's really trying to get people to engage via worksheets, by the way, where he sees their answers. So he's collecting data uh, and he's personalizing an email funnel from that. So opt-in, seven-day email course, uh, collecting a lot of data about you. And he's personalizing a streamlined sales funnel for you that happens over the next two weeks. He calls it a bridge period. And then he has a evergreen uh launch week literally i think he uses like deadline funnels and some custom drip coding which is what i'm trying to learn through his course Mm -hmm. uh it's amazingly personal for every single email subscriber and it's completely automated 110 percent automated so you can actually kind of i guess 
see that in action if you go opt in right there on his homepage, wfreelancing.com. Yeah. Shout out to. Yeah, totally. So, and I will also link in the show notes a, a little link to to wfreelancing.com, and I'll find the course and I'll link to that as well. All right. And um, finally, any favorite books, podcasts, or YouTube channels? Uh, oh, well, besides Brendan, on like or like you mentioned also Tim Smoyer that you like to recommend. Yeah. So this will be a little bit uh, outside of digital marketing, but I just finished this. So it's top of mind. Yeah. Brene Brown's power of vulnerability. Oh, it's actually one of the most viewed Ted talks of all time. The Ted talk is like short. It's like less than 15 minutes or so, but she actually has an audio book. That's like six hours. It's full audio book. It's amazing. It's like one of those few books that I feel like I could recommend to every human being on the planet, but specifically coming from an entrepreneur, anybody who's trying to connect with anybody else, whether that's a user or a reader or a customer or whatever, I think it's like invaluable. Like I think it's must listening and it'll also probably improve like your marriage and your relationship with your parents and your kids. Like it's one of those yeah. books too. It awesome. totally gets you, but the power of vulnerability by Brene Brown, it's like mandatory as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. So wrote that down and I will post it also in the show notes. So um, yeah, Pete, like, thank you so much for this uh, like interview. It was great. Um, I love that we got to also hear your story and then kind of like high, talk high level about, you know, like starting something out and, and you know, the, the, the impact that, you know, good content has and also talk about how to start with, with your hus- side hustling and basically getting into the more, tactical stuff as well like seo and you know like podcast podcasting and like drip campaigns and stuff like that we have to talk about everything so now uh, thank you so much for being so resourceful and um yeah, sharing your knowledge with us man like really appreciate it and uh yeah like i i bet we'll we'll I, i'll have to get you again on the podcast sometime so this has been the first session but it will certainly not be the last yeah man anytime <laughs> cool all right thanks come at me when i've finished uh brennan's course and have implemented some of what he teaches in my own business that'll be a good podcast we'll come back nice. then that'll be awesome yeah so i'll get you back as soon as you do that awesome yeah. man. cool so thanks so much um and everybody um pete where can you find you i guess it's like do and blog.com and anywhere else yep. that's it man that's it uh, i guess i could right. pitch blogger you which is like my mm-hmm. premium yeah offering my flagship product, if you will. It's a membership community and a library of blogging courses. All the courses are a la carte and evergreen. You can find it, but that'll launch uh, Cyber Monday through eternity. So there you go. (laughs) Do you have a blog.com and uh, bloggeru.org. Yep. I will definitely link to both of those in the show notes. Uh, So again, thanks, man. Really appreciate it. And everybody, thank you for being here. Catch you, everybody, on the flip side. And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would love if you could help me out and please rate this on iTunes. This is a new podcast, so reviews on iTunes go a long way and also ensure that more people will just get to enjoy it. You only have to do this once, not every episode, and it has a tremendous impact. Also, if you haven't yet, I would love to invite you to join the Mindful and Ruthless group on Facebook, where I host this show live and also share so much more with the members of the community. This will be a chance for me to get to know you better and I love connecting with my audience. Alright, so until next time, remember to be mindful and ruthless. Ruthless with your gut feeling. Ruthless with your journey. Don't let anybody take you off your path, my friend. Keep on and I'll see you in the next episode. Peace!
focus on the content and what that means to people. Just having that mindset of creating content with that in mind was a game changer.